0: Are you ready to get your sports banter on?
1: Brian Hemminger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Gosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together
2: they form the At Odds Podcast.
3: live and we are back in your lives the at odds podcast we have an awesome show in store for you guys today i'm one of your hosts brian hemminger in today's episode we're going to be talking the recently completed nba finals um some lebron versus michael jordan debate some Connor mcgregor against floyd mayweather discussion since that fight was just announced And Sharples wants us to talk about beer snobs. So we have all kinds of stuff in store for you guys today. So without further ado, let's bring in my super sexy, silky smooth co-host, Brandon Sharples. How you doing?
4: What's up, guys? This is Brandon Sharples. I am silky smooth and I am very sexy. And I'm happy to be here. We got a lot of cool stuff talking. I'm excited to talk about beer because I love beer. And I want to talk about beer with everybody. I want people to call in tonight, tell me what their favorite beers are, uh, talk, talk to me about what they don't like, what they do like, how far they've traveled to get beer. Just talk about life, man, shit they've done on beer. <laughs> Everybody's got cool stories on beer, right, Brian?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of cool stories that didn't start with, at some point, someone consuming some alcohol, yeah, I'm pretty sure it that. is. It lowers inhibitions.
4: Yeah. I, I I tell you what, I think everything I've ever done cool has been on some sort of substance. Which I don't really do drugs, so I'm gonna say beer or shrooms. No
3: I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just beer. We're gonna have to go into some shroom stories one of these days. We'll save that for another time.
5: But yeah, I, I think that would be very time. interesting.
3: <laughs> I will tell my I will tell
4: everybody about it though.
5: <laughs>
4: we'll go in that later so <laughs> what's going uh, on man? man
3: yeah so well, I guess we'll get started with some horrible news if you're an, a fan of Ohio sports or a potentially amazing news if you're Brandon Sharples and you're an a-hole uh, <laughs> the Cavs lost the NBA finals the Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors are your NBA champions for the 2016/2017 season. Uh, just shows that teaming up with your with the the bullies pays off. Good good lesson for everybody out there.
4: <laughs> hey, you know what? There's no bullies. They lost last year. They were conquered. They're not bullies. They're just a really, really good team that added a really, really good player, and they came on top for my pleasure in your demise.
3: Yeah. What What a bunch of knock around guys. Those lovable lugs. The Golden State Warriors, that that 73 win team that added the second best player in the NBA. Man. They really oh, give me did, a did, a it, they did it. They
4: the hard way. Oh, a super team! You had to get, you guys had to get a super team yourself to win a title, and you needed that super team along with losing Bogut, along with getting a suspended Green just to get the series. So I don't even want to hear it. This shouldn't, <laughs> this shouldn't even be an issue. You know, you know they didn't need Durant to win that, but they did. And I, I can be happy for Durant. He needed it.
3: Durant is in my opinion, the biggest pussy in history.
4: Hey, did you see his mom tugging on his beard? Like, don't look at that camera, get your ass over here and talk to mama. <laughs> there was a post-game interview. She kept Man, grabbing his face. His and legacy leg-
3: tarnished forever.
4: <laughs> she was tugging on his beard, yeah. pulling him towards her. His tech, <laughs> I think his legacy is just fine. Everybody said the same shit about LeBron when he won his first title in Miami. Oh, his legacy tarnished forever. It's forever tarnished, and guess what? Now, especially Fox Sports is sucking his ball about being the best player of all time, and his his legacy is just fine.
3: And, well, they did it because the dude puts up insane numbers. Yeah. I mean, he averaged a triple-double, a monstrous triple-double during the NBA Finals. What was it, like 32 points and then like 11 boards, 10 assists? Yeah. I mean. Um,
4: he, he never did that in any five-game stretch of his entire career. And he yeah. did it in the NBA Finals
3: against so, the best
4: team in the NBA. Yes, I will say, LeBron balled out. He had a great series. Um, he did, you know, he did his part. But you got to think about it. <clears throat> you got to think about it from another perspective. Not only was LeBron great for doing that, something that we, you know, rarely if ever have ever seen. Um, it just shows how amazing Golden State as a team is that they have a guy, the best player in the world averaged that kind of stat line a triple double every game balling out and they still beat them four to one
5: Mm -hmm.
4: especially when they have a top three four point guard in Kyrie and then they got you know a top 10 power forward and and love and they got Tristan Thompson who can play d and ball and he gets some boards you know so I mean four to one with the best player ever in a triple double I mean that speaks for itself for Golden State too so I think everybody needs to give them a little bit of of respect, not well, in
3: that, I think trash part of it is, uh, yeah. LeBron put all those numbers up on offense, but I mean, he didn't have a triple double on defense. I mean, you can only defend so much against Golden State. Like, yeah,
4: well, yeah exactly. What was he supposed to do? Because like, they're trying to play off a little bit because they, they hit those screens so much, and he wasn't. He's was trying not to get caught up in those screens,
3: but yeah, then dude, they just Durant, start busting threes yeah, in space.
4: Yeah, Durant was just knocking threes down left and right, and then, like, he crossed LeBron over that one time, and LeBron fell down. That was pretty funny. (laughs) I liked it. What did you think of that?
3: Uh, I I didn't like it so much. (laughs) (coughs) Um, Like, overall, overall. That was bullshit. People kept replaying LeBron falling down in game one or whatever when uh, Durant went by him and, and got that dunk. That was bullshit. Like, that wasn't like Durant pulling off some insane move. It was a terrible pass that somehow snuck through the defense because, like, (laughs) the guy that they were trying to throw to didn't even cut to the rim, and it just went somehow, like, through five Cavs defenders, and LeBron's like, oh, shit, there's a guy over there. And then Durant just drove to the hoop and dunked. So that's not on. LeBron that's not Durant owning LeBron that was just an awful pass that paid off because they got lucky
4: whatever
3: it was in game one I loved it I loved it like Curry and Durant had their moments against LeBron later in the series but that that one was bullshit (laughs) so what did you overall what
4: would you grade on a, on a normal grade scale, what would you grade the NBA Finals this year? And, and take away the fact that you didn't like it. I'm talking about an overall yeah, yeah.
3: entertainment. Like, ignoring the fact that um, that I was upset that the Cavs lost, I thought a grade for the NBA Finals, probably C-. I mean, there were only <laughs> two competitive games. The Game 1 Game 2 were blowouts in Golden State. Uh, game 3 was really close. Cavs blew it. Game four, uh, Cavs blew them up, blew them out. And then game five was close until the end. So basically you had two competitive games. It wasn't. And those were the most competitive games for either team, the entire series pretty much, except for maybe game one for both teams. Uh, I think golden state had a tough game against San Antonio when Leonard got hurt and the Cavs had like a tough game or two, uh, against Toronto and and Indiana Indiana or whatever. So yeah, whatever. you know what? It was it was pretty much <laughs> an awful playoffs and then a not so great finals. Yeah. Like if I take away like and, and, uh, just uh, Brett Love offers that it was a negative 2 on a scale of 1 to 10. I, I give it a D plus. Um the reason
4: I don't give it an F is because uh that game 3 was pretty cool in the way and it, it was actually pretty Pretty uh, fun to watch. It was a nail biter for
3: everybody. That was frustrating. Um, But take away
4: like me like getting pleasure from Cleveland losing and the fan base getting sad. Um, Just from a pure like fun, it wasn't that fun to watch. It was sick to see some of these shots like Curry and Durant were hitting. They were those are those are entertaining. So that gives it from an F to like a D plus just based on them alone. LeBron like he he was like a quiet triple double. He didn't Mm -hmm. really do anything to like. Really make me excited. He just he just hit the he just stuffed the uh, stat sheet is basically what he did. But he didn't really have any plays where I was really excited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, where Durant hit that like three in in, in uh, LeBron's face in game three, and he you know he didn't make him fall. I know you don't like that, but that happened. That was exciting to watch. And Curry hit some pretty deep threes. I'd say that. And then in game four, like um like Jr. Smith hit that three from like almost half court. Remember that?
3: Yeah. That was yeah. insane. That yeah, was amazing. So, and, and
4: they were, what, they hit like 23, 24, 3, something like that, something yeah. crazy. So, I mean, it had some exciting moments just as far as plays are concerned. But as far as like a competitive game that's exciting, then no. No, it wasn't at all. So I'll give it a D D+. And the whole NBA playoffs in general were an F leading up to mm-hmm. that. They are horrible, man. I wish I was more and, of a hockey fan. I really did do. Did you see
3: the shit with Charles Barkley in
4: hockey? Yeah, I did. It was awesome. We talked about that last show. He even yeah. said it was awesome. But but even their finals were cool. And they and they had like a new team, Nashville. You know, making their first finals, uh, and they were competitive. You know, they got blown out in one of those games, like, like six nothing or something mm-hmm. like that. But they won two games. It was competitive. It wasn't a blowout. And, they, and, and the team that won it had one of the biggest superstars in hockey, and yep. Sidney Crosby. And so, and it's a it's a hockey town in Pittsburgh. So, everything. Yeah. A, I wish the, I wish the whole country in general liked hockey more. I used to talk shit about hockey, but I'm starting to come around more. You know, and, and it truly is an exciting sport. And like we were talking about last show, it's just not TV friendly because it's hard to follow the puck sometimes. And a lot of people just aren't familiar with it. like icing. I'm not. I'm still <laughs> like not quite sure about it. <laughs> I going right to admit that right now. Yeah, like I know they throw the puck on the other end of the ring and it goes past the blue line or whatever. But I'm like, what? I wish somebody would explain that to me. Okay. Like that's how I that's how novice I am. It,
3: even though I'm not a huge hockey guy. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm there's two lines and you have to either like specifically pass uh the puck to another player or you have to cross it yourself. Um you can't just wing the the puck like across both lines without doing one of those two things. Gotcha. And they have like off sides and like, shit. It, too, it's right? kinda of like a stalling penalty. Like 'cause like say you're uh defending if you're down a player because they're in the penalty box, they're doing a power play, you can't just whip the the puck all the way down. Yeah. Got it. I'm pretty sure that's what it's for. I could be wrong again. I'm not a huge hockey guy myself. Well, if we had
4: some fucking hockey fans that would call in here,
3: maybe we could do that.
4: I'm sick of it. Maybe. <laughs> I'm about to put a, the thing out there. Hockey fans, let's go. No. All right. Uh, anyway,
3: to the, to we, the, do the have, uh, we do have, yeah. We we have a, a. I think we've we've talked about the finals enough. We got our 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 two cents in, but. Uh, yeah, there was a topic on the NBA that you also wanted to to breach here, to broach here.
4: Yeah. Um, I want to get your take first, but I want to talk about the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan goat debate. I want to know what people think about this, um, what you think about it. And I'll give my thoughts on it. And, uh, you know, we can go from there. We'll, we'll probably argue about a couple of things, uh, which is good. We got some debate going, so we'll, you know, what? What's your take on LeBron versus MJ?
3: Okay, uh, well, first things first. Um, MJ was six and zero in the NBA Finals. He had two 3 three-peats, which was un- unbelievable. Um, and then you got to factor in that in his prime, he had to step. He stepped away from the NBA for like what three years uh, to, to play baseball, and I mean he it that it's possible that he could have won nine championships in a row. I mean he was that good and his teams were that good. If that had happened, I'd say MJ hands down. But the fact that he missed such a an important part of his career, like, excuse me towards LeBron. I mean, LeBron's made seven finals in a row, he's made eight in total already. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he's still got plenty of gas left in the tank. I bet he could make at least two or three more finals. So uh, the fact that LeBron is still playing, I think, and and what he's accomplished already, I think you have to start putting it towards LeBron at this point. MJ was one of the greatest scorers of all time, but he wasn't one of the greatest passing small forwards. LeBron definitely is as a power forward. And LeBron rebounds better. Uh, LeBron's also like two inches taller and built like a linebacker, but uh, still, like he plays to that physical style because of the way he's built. MJ was super physical and athletic the beginning of his career, and then went more towards jump shots and fadeaways the end of his career. But uh, he made both styles work, and they both won him championships. So. Uh, LeBron, he's pretty much been the, the same way his whole career, but and it's been super effective.
4: <laughs> and and he's a, he's developed his uh jump shot over the years too. Yeah, LeBron has and that was his biggest knock. Um, a couple of things about LeBron that I'd like to point out before I start praising him <clears throat> is he's weak at the line.
3: Yeah, he shoots like what? He shoots like sixty eight percent this year. Yeah, he, so he, it's, it's it's off and on like all kinds of years. Like sometimes yeah. he's okay. Sometimes he's in the eighties and then sometimes he's in the sixties. Sometimes he's, he's yeah, usually in the seventies. I think his average has
4: got to be like low seventies, but yeah. he, he runs from the line. I think in late in games and big games, I think that's why I think not only does he pass to, uh, not only does he pass to be unselfish, but I think he passes late in games to stay off the line. Because he doesn't want to miss those free throws, and I think that's a big that's a big knock on his game is that he can't get to the line and take uh, take care of business. That that's one of my that's one of the clutch things I was talking about. And he's he's not that great of a shooter in general. I mean, he's a good shooter. He's improved a lot since the beginning of his career, but you know he's he's still not that effective shooter that a lot of the top guys have been over the years, like Bird and and Jordan, and you know everybody mm-hmm. that. All those guys, even Kareem, you know. Um, But, you know, he's a center. I get it. But he had the hook shot. You know, he he had a go-to shot. He can count on it. LeBron can drive to the hole. But does he really have, like, a go-to shot? I don't know. he got that fadeaway, I guess. You know what I mean? That he does. But uh, now the praising part. We've never seen a player as complete as LeBron. I mean, I don't really see how you can even debate that at this point. The way that he can see the floor, the way he passes the ball, rebounds, he does play pretty damn good defense. You know, like probably the mid part of his career, he was up for the De- Defensive Player of the Year award a couple times.
5: Mm-hmm. That
4: was like one of his prize things that he wanted. He, he didn't get it. And I think now that we're tailing off on his career, I don't think he's ever going to see it. So, um, but he's just the fact that he was, you know, in the running. I think he got, didn't he get runner up a couple times on that award? He's top three a couple times. So he plays defense, rebounds, assists, scores, uh, get to the rim at will, big body. Um, and then the biggest thing is he's got an extremely high basketball IQ. He's like another coach on the floor. He's like a Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How Peyton Manning is, you know, calls audibles. That's how LeBron calls plays on the floor. And you know, and he gets his team going, and everybody just wants to play for him. You know, everybody, the coaches don't want to coach him, (laughs) but the players want to play for him. So, I mean, that's one of his biggest knocks. Now, this is where I want to get into it. (laughs) LeBron played better competition in the playoffs, especially in the finals. Jordan's six rings, four of those teams never won a championship as a franchise, okay? Mm -hmm. You look at who, who he played, I mean, he played the a Showtime Lakers. Yeah, they had Magic, but they didn't have Kareem. He just retired, and Worthy was hurt, so they're basically like a one-man show during Magic's tail end of his career. Yeah, they played Portland. Uh, they played that was this, right uh, when
3: Drexler was taken yeah, off, but I yeah, mean, they, that was it.
4: Yeah, that's what they just had one Super Bowl. Our Super <laughs> Super Player uh, Superstar Clyde Drexler, Portland Trailblazers. That's it, and they were there. That That was when the Western Conference was kind of getting a little bit fishy. And then they played the Suns when they had uh Barkley. Barkley. And who who's the other guy on there that they have?
3: Uh, they, they had one other guy like Kevin Johnson
4: and Kevin Johnson and that's it. And Marley. those are the two All Stars. Yeah. Kevin Johnson, fucking little Kevin Johnson, and then they had uh Barkley towards you know that he was kind of mid career. Wasn't he he's was, like talent obviously about when the went middle up. Barkley was yeah.
3: dominant in his run with the yeah. Suns though. That was about the the best of his career.
4: Yeah. But is he running he was was but yeah.
3: still you it was Seattle. it was one guy, yeah.
4: Seattle fucking supersonics. And the Utah Jazz. Utah, Seattle, Phoenix, and Portland never won a title. So
3: They had good players though. I mean Sean yeah. Kemp, Gary Payton, and then Jazz had Stockton Malone. I mean that that's not easy getting through those
4: who's who's gonna guard MJ on those teams?
3: Who is? Uh Brian Russell, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the guy That's what he busted a J in his face to, to win the championship back to back years. Yeah,
4: just give me give me a break. And then and then you look at, at at Lebron. Oklahoma City, they had Durant, they had Westbrook, and they had Harden. Uh San Antonio Spurs in the middle of their dynasty run. Um the Golden State Warriors. Those are the teams that he's beaten, and that and he beat Golden State when they had seventy three wins. So you know, and then the teams that he lost to Spurs in the middle of their dynasty run, and he lost to uh, Dirk, Dirk and the Mavericks. Now, see, and that's the thing. That's what, that's who you, I think you can compare the teams that Jordan beat. A couple of those teams, specifically like the Suns, and probably. Um, jazz. You can compare those teams to like the Mavericks of those years, and uh, so I think that LeBron ran through a bunch of. I think if I, might, if I if I read this correctly, MJ had seven Hall of Famers he played against in the finals. In six mm-hmm. in six finals, he only had seven MB, uh, NBA Hall of Famers. LeBron. He's, he's played like
5: 23 in the, finals?
4: in the finals. He's played like 23 either going to the Hall of Fame or future Hall of Famers that are pretty much locks. So it's it's not even close. Mm-hmm. So, I, you well, know, you got to get you gotta give is. the edge. So when, my point is is that LeBron's 3-5 and five in his NBA Finals, <clears throat> but he lost to the Spurs twice. Both times they were in their little dynasty run. They're always making the conference finals or the finals. One of those years he would, he literally he knocked out the fucking Pistons, who were heavily favored, all by himself. And he was ahead of the of the probably the worst team I've ever seen in the NBA Finals. Then he lost the he lost the Spurs again when he was on his super team in Miami, but they were fucking loaded. And he just lost to the Golden State Warriors two times. I mean, that's crazy. And then he lost to the Mavericks. The Mavericks are his only – his Mavericks loss is the only blemish on his entire career, in my opinion, because they should have beat them. They are more talented than Mavericks. Mavericks just had heart and Dirk. Mm-hmm. But all those finals losses are not bad. Two of, two of those finals losses, one is to Golden State, which this year, which is probably the best team ever. And if you don't want to say they're the best team ever, they're top three. Then they lost two years ago to Golden State when they were, you know, on the brink of becoming that team, and they lost to the two dynasty teams from from San Antonio, and then Dirk Jordan didn't lose because he didn't play those teams. That's my that's my take. LeBron mm-hmm. LeBron's the best player of all time.
3: I will give one thing to to Jordan. Uh, you brought up the defense. Michael Jordan was insanely good on defense. He was – you said LeBron always wanted to get Defensive Player of the Year. Jordan did get it in the 87-88 season. And Jordan was a nine-time All-NBA First Team player. And he – and LeBron was only three-time. So that's that's one thing for Jordan. Uh, Jordan – also participated in the slam dunk contest. LeBron always, never never did it. He always pussied out. Jordan won the slam dunk contest twice. You know, had the you know the epic from the free throw line dunk with the tongue out.
4: I think that, yeah, but that, you know, think about that dunk in the, today's age. It wouldn't be shit. But I think you know what, that if LeBron is, won it. This he-
3: is pretty impressive. I would say this. Jordan made it to the NBA finals six times. Not only did he win it every time, he was the NBA Finals MVP all six times.
5: Yeah,
4: but when every it's time LeBron good. won it, he was you know he was the MVP. Yeah, too. I mean
3: LeBron, people were saying should have won it in the, the times he lost.
4: <laughs> you can <laughs> make a case, except for this
3: year. But I mean, I mean this year, I mean you could have given it to him. That's true. The
4: and, and, last and, year and they were saying he should it.
3: have won it the year that they lost to Golden State because it was just him on the Cavs, and they were still somehow able to win two games.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. No, it's pretty cool, man. I, I, I just think that uh, I think LeBron's the best player of all time. And people forget about like, people are attacking LeBron's character, and like I, I, I don't really like his social justice warrior attitude over the last couple years. But from a from a standpoint of uh, treating fans with respect, um, treating oh, yeah. family with respect, treating people with respect in general, um, I like him way better than MJ. MJ was a fucking asshole. He treated his fans like shit half the time. He had gambling problems. He was a fucking shit bag. And people like just praised this dude. I was like, why? <laughs> and they, they almost they put are. him as like, a mythical being. Yeah.
3: I'm like, Acting, man. I think you got to give it to LeBron. Did you see him in Trainwreck? He was pretty damn yeah. good.
4: He was good in Trainwreck. And we'll see what he's like because he's going to have MJ and the space jam, in. but. I mean, well, LeBron's going to be in Space Jam. I think they're remaking it. With are LeBron they finally going to
3: do it? Because they've been saying I, they're going to do I it. I hear rumblings. I hear rumblings.
4: You know, you'll see. Whatever. I always thought it, the funniest you know what?
3: thing was when, uh, because they first announced that they were considering LeBron for Space Jam, like right around the time he left for Miami. And people yeah. were putting out, like, joke videos that he's like, hey, I'm, uh, you know, you guys do Looney Tunes are cool and all, but I'm going to take my talents to the Monstars. <laughs> I mean, he just look would, at them. They're so much I bigger what, and better I would, than
4: you guys. I love being the villain, man. I would be on the Monstars. I'd be fucking tripping up LeBron left and right with my, you know, <laughs> throwing goo out my ass. <laughs> Dude, and you got to go with the hairstyle. MJ did the slick. He shaved it off, and he he made it slick. LeBron looks like he's, like, shaving his ass off and trying to piece and glue it on top of his head. I think he's got tubes on his head. He's like, shit. He needs to shave that and just go with the go with the oh, whole no, bald. Oh no, he's beard.
3: never gonna shave. He'll he'll get like plugs and shit before he
4: shaves. <laughs> Did you see that? How they're throwing around those memes right. on the internet, like the greatest the greatest comeback in in NBA history. And they had like his hair like a couple of years ago going bald, and now he's got the hair plugs in. It looks all full. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, we've got a couple callers here to sure, talk uh, here. the debate. So um, I'm gonna let the first one on 419 area code. Here you go. Who are you?
0: Hey, what's going on? Bob. What's uh, up? What's buddy? up, Bob?
3: Long time caller. Oh man. Or long time listener, oh, second time caller.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm trying to uh call in since uh you guys lost all your audience since having mean you're uh called off about four weeks uh for <laughs> various weeks. uh reasons. It was,
3: it was <laughs> one week for me and one week for Sharples, so it wasn't it wasn't all me. Please
0: please tell me how cracking a tooth calls <laughs> To cancel a show. What does that have to do with uh, talking? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I was
3: also really sick. I was also really (laughs) sick.
0: All I got to say is if you're cracking your tooth on a piece of paper, you might need to get some calcium in your diet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In, In my defense, like it was a tooth that had already had like a filling. And I think that there was like something going on underneath the filling that like weakened the tooth. So. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so just in my defense, because I drink more milk than probably all you guys combined. So there's no way it, it was a calcium thing.
0: Do you drink it like you drink bottles of wine in like
5: six seconds? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey
3: Hemi, who like, is I, that I on usually dollar. get one of those souvenir cups like from a baseball game. That's like probably you fill it up with milk. It's probably twice your daily recommended value, and I just like, chug it. Hey
0: Hemi, I just think so. Real quick,
3: okay. Uh, all right.
0: The the debate with MJ and LeBron, I feel like it's such like I feel like we've been having this debate for like the last ten years, it feels like, just because I feel like MJ is like the pinnacle of mm-hmm. like the the great player, but um you know, I just feel like the game's so different now. Like it it's so much faster. Like there's there's the super teams, there's like, Sharples was touching on it. Just the level of competition that LeBron is playing is just insane compared to, like, what MJ played
3: against. Um, yeah. Although he did know. have to I play a lot more physical because they weren't, like, being such bitches with the calls.
4: See, I don't agree with that shit. I, I still think they're
0: physical now.
4: You got people like you even Green people. and DeAndre Jordan – you can. It just
3: it just depends on where you're doing it. got yeah,
0: Draymond Green kicking people in the nuts every five seconds. And I mean,
3: yeah. well, I mean And you remember the Jordan rules? I mean, literally, the Pistons just beat the shit out of him every game.
4: He got a lot of calls, too. I don't even care. Jordan got tons of calls. He bitched, too. Yeah,
3: of course. And I'm, he earned I'm every so single pissed. one of those.
4: with good I'm humor.
0: so pissed that Sharp was brought up the fact that MJ knew when to cut his hair because that's the first point I was going to make because <laughs> <laughs> because. You're so right. He looks like he got, like, when they first started doing, like, hair grafts and stuff like that, like, LeBron was the test subject, I feel like. He he was, like, he was the guinea pig to go in and, like, okay, let's try to get some some of this uh, hair revitalizing stuff going on, and it just looks like he's got scars all in his head. He, he just looks terrible.
5: He does, I think if you shave
0: his head now, you'd just see a whole bunch of scars all around his head. <laughs> I don't think at this point he can shave his head at all.
4: I know. And he's got a wrinkly ass head too. Like he probably got like a little human face on the back of his head that he nobody even can see. Fucking gives him advice during the game.
0: <laughs> Pass the ball. <laughs> it's like Craig, Craig from uh Ninja yeah. Turtles. Like that's yeah. what the back of his head is.
1: Like.
4: Fucking Christ. Oh man. Dude, are you gonna call back in for the beer debate?
3: Uh yeah, I
0: can. Or you can put me on hold or whatever.
3: Hemi, mean, Do we still have that other caller? Yes, we do, and we just got a third caller. So I could put Brett right, on flop. hold, and then we can put the next caller. So, all, right. all right. I will put the blobster on hold. Uh, you can just say something in the chat room if you want when you want me to when you want to chime in. I'll be looking at that. Hey. All right. All right. We got next? So next up, we got Andrew from Phoenix calling in. Andrew, what's up? What's up, guys? What's up, Brandon? How are you? pretty good man what's going
4: on
2: it's been a minute dude
4: yeah what what, what you got for us what what what's your take on this
2: i'm i'm actually kind of surprised you guys both pick lebron um like i i do not hate on lebron at all i'm not exactly a fan but not a hater either um i, I still view jordan as as the greatest and the champions the 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 rings i think are a factor I don't think they're the end-all, be-all because then you can bring Bill Russell into that, and and you know, just a little side note. Bill Russell, you know how many teams were in the NBA when he won those ten championships?
4: Wasn't there like eight,
2: eight. Yeah, so he beat out eight other teams. And you know, yeah. you know how, you know what a comparable size he is to 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 today's NBA player. Bill Russell's like Harrison Barnes. Like he'd yeah. he be like a big small forward. You know the the generations or the. The eras are so hard to compare, and I think that we're kind of on the verge of being on that next generation. You know, you guys are kind of hitting on it, saying the the guys that LeBron is going up against, they're not the same guys Jordan went up against. And I think we're now finally getting to that point where you can really start to make that argue where it is the next generation where everybody, you know, you got a bunch of seven-footers that can all shoot. Um, you know, in order to be small forward, you got to be 6'8", 230, when before that, could, you know, you could have been playing center for a team. So I yeah. do think that the generation yeah. has something to to, uh, to account for. But I, the credit that I'll give LeBron is that I think he's the first one where this is a legitimate conversation. You know, Kobe came yeah. kind of close, and it was exciting, but LeBron's the first one where we can, like, really sit down. And you can't – you know, if somebody says, LeBron, I can't call you guys. Oh, you're dumb. Like, it's not even close. Like, it is close now. So – at the very least, I'll
3: give LeBron that. Yeah, you know yeah, what the, Kobe did. Oh, sorry, Brian.
4: Well, Let I was going to say ones.
3: like I was just going to mention ahead. that about the game changing. Like, yeah, when the when Jordan was around, it was like a bunch of slow hulking seven footers, and now right. like if you can't protect uh, the perimeter as a as a center, people don't want you on yeah. their team anymore. Like that that whole yeah. era. Of, like look like, at like Shaq look at Porzingis.
5: Look at, look like at Dwight Porzingis. Howard.
3: Can't even get out of the first round of the playoffs, you know. Yeah. So, like that—that that style of player is, you know, ancient. It's, it's fossilized.
4: Yeah, and you got like people are saying Porzingis, he came over, dude, shooting threes, seven footer. He got all kinds of guys like that now. And then, last thing about Kobe is the reason Kobe kind of came close to Jordan, ask in 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 his, uh, you know, I guess, reputation is because when he started balling out and doing his thing, like in his prime there wasn't another player in the league that even came close. Right. And Kobe
5: was going, like, 80
4: yeah. a game. And, like, he was – you know, he can shoot. He can defend. And he had that killer instinct. You know, he, he had his shoes. You know, he, he transcended the game for that time period. But he wasn't the complete player that, like, LeBron and MJ were, in my opinion. He's still a hell of a player. He's still, like, definitely, like, you know, top ten player of all time. But he yeah, – Yeah, I think he was actually weight-
2: hurt. I think yeah. – excuse me. I think he was actually hurt by not having a rival.
4: Yeah, no, I really I think so too. Like LeBron's like, do you do you remember when it was like a major debate whether Kevin Durant was surpassing LeBron? Not even this year, but like back when Le, uh, Durant won that MVP award,
2: right? And People are right.
4: saying like, oh LeBron, he may never touch another MVP again. You know, Kevin Durant's so young, <laughs> and it's like,
2: dude, yeah. Yeah. you
4: know. So you know, and then LeBron just kept going. He just kept he kept he kept his game flowing, dude. So I, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a huge MJ fan and I'm actually not even a huge L- LBJ fan now. So I had to look at this from like a completely uh you know objective view and I liked I I like when I came to uh the conclusion I liked I liked uh, LeBron's resume a little bit more. But I but I, I think a lot of people like scoring and they like the way Le- uh MJ scored. He scored kind of like with a finesse, he kinda of looked like almost like a gymnast out there just flowing around, you know, free where LeBron kind of looks like his shots just it's don't look pretty. He's just a right. beast. Yeah, they don't look pretty. His, You know, when he shoots his three, sometimes they rattle around and go in. It's just, I don't know. You know, I
2: also think that the uh, all the game winners that Jordan hit and the fact that, like, that it, it almost became like a trademark of Jordan. Like, you know, he's yeah. just going to hit that last second shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only has James not had that, he you know, he's had, like, somebody like Kyrie on the team where, like, when it comes down to the crunch, like, somebody else – is hidden and you know Jordan had a few. I think uh, Steve Kerr and Bill Paxton hit a few game winners, but uh, it just doesn't seem like it's the same when it comes to like Jordan. Like you just knew that last second, give it to Jordan and he's gonna win the game for you.
4: Yeah, and that's and and I was talking about it earlier where I think LeBron kind of hides from the line late in games because he's not a very good free throw shooter. And right. At the end of the right. game, what's gonna win you? What's gonna win you those close games? The line. And I think that's For why, sure. I, like I said, that's why I think he passes the ball a lot of the times, not just because he's not selfish, but he doesn't want to get to that line. He's like, here, I'll give it to my shooting guard if he gets fouled.
5: Right. Line 88, yeah, 80, 88% yeah.
4: from the line. I'm 68, so, let's, you know, you do right. the
2: math. So, yeah. yeah.
4: That's my take cool. on that, man.
2: I appreciate you guys letting me uh, give my two cents.
4: Yeah, no problem, man. We're getting into that McGregor fight uh, in a little bit, too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, you know uh, I'm
4: pumped about that. Yeah, dude, yep. We'll have some shit for you. But, hey, man, thanks for calling in. Cool.
3: I'll for sure. Take it easy, guys. Yep. Yep. All right, we got one more uh, caller and I think it's a pair of callers, actually. Hey, hold on. on, on.
4: Let's get into our beer debate and let these guys come in.
3: Well, did you want – okay, well, all right, well, just let's bring them in. Let's see what they want to talk about first, and then we'll – No, I know who they are. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I believe it's Anthony and Dom. Uh, from Ohio. Uh welcome for, welcome to the Ad Oz podcast, fellas.
1: Alright, well, first of all I'm gonna tell you guys this right now. Um fucking MJ is the best. He's a goat. Spence MJ the goat Go
3: fucking Lamb Beer. Go, Go in.
1: So just
4: remember that. Alright. Who, who said Bay Lamb Beer?
1: Spence. <laughs> So, here's the deal. First of all, MJ's better than LeBron, and listen, here's the deal. Kobe <laughs> is the fucking goat. Kobe? Kobe. Kobe is a goat. Kobe is a goat. Um, listen, LeBron's a fucking pussy. Why is he a pussy? I mean, you guys can't, you, you can't argue with that. Just look at all the the whiny face. Listen, if you put LeBron in in the time of MJ Isaiah Lambier. Yeah. You put those guys, these guys would be you put Steph Curry, dude, Kevin Durant his legs would be broken in sixteen places if he would have played with Bill Lambier <laughs> and Kevin McHale. Okay? These guys are fucking pussies.
3: Pussies. <laughs> Hey, I will say the only thing I can give Kobe is that he had a game where he scored more points than either LeBron or MJ. No. That's, that's all I can no, give Kobe him. was a, that's all I can give him. Dude, Kobe was Kobe was a straight up
1: killer. Killer. Hey, his, hey,
4: his wife looks good too.
1: Well, yeah, and his wife's yeah. awesome as fuck too. And she stuck but, by him.
3: <laughs> gave her a lot of dude, money.
1: Kobe is Kobe. Kobe was a killer. Kobe was a killer. MJ was a killer. LeBron Kobe's is not the a killer.
3: I'm at raping. <laughs> yeah. He stuck his black mom LeBron, LeBron's fucking not more a
1: killer. I'm gonna tell you this right now, after I don't watch basketball. I fucking hate basketball. It's for pussies.
4: So we need <laughs> but, this opinion. We definitely need your opinion.
1: <laughs> but for watching the NBA finals, I always watch the NBA finals I like to bet on basketball in the in the finals. Um Kevin Durant was the best player on the court by far. It wasn't even close. He was he was by far the best player on the court. And if anybody wants to argue that they, they can argue with me about it Because, But he was the best player on the court that's I, can not even, that's not even, I
3: can argue with it That's not even close It's because it's not they didn't close. have anybody that it could guard clutch. him They were all worried about Seth yeah, Curry nobody, shooting nobody, threes Nobody
1: could guard him Nobody could guard him, right?
3: Yeah, what's Dominic think
1: LeBron. of this? Not, well, Dominic's Fucking being a midget fuckstick Right now, so don't worry <laughs> about him Hey, let's get into the
4: beer topic
1: yeah, let's get into the beer topic. Cause, all right, I'll way, let you
3: start it, Charles.
1: By the way, Kobe's a goat.
4: Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> agree to disagree, and you have no opinion because you don't watch basketball.
1: Well, because we, assholes, we're, we are fucking assholes. So.
4: <laughs> hey, would you ever wear a flat bill hat in a jersey? No,
1: <laughs> no. First of all, if I'm never wearing a flat bill hat, period, I'm not an asshole.
4: Okay, let's get into the beer debate. What is your favorite right. beer?
1: Um, currently, I, uh, now see, this is this is a loaded question. Um, yeah, fire away. All right, this is a loaded question because um, either you're, I like to fish, I like to be on my boat, and I like to like drink all day. So Miller Lite is currently like the all day drinking beer. So yeah. my my favorite favorite beer right now uh, is is still Heller High Watermelon from Twenty First Amendment.
4: Nice, I like that. I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. Get in, get in, Dom. What's Dom's favorite? Bud Light. Fucking at the pit stop.
1: Oh, he's drinking Bush Light right now.
4: <laughs> is he, if he's gonna be he on the show, he, if we're gonna no, name his Dom, name,
1: Dom, get over
4: here. He needs to get on the show, or else he's not get getting credit here. for being a guest, and he's not gonna get Dom. in our giveaway. That I'm going to no, make up no, later. Get
1: over here. coming <laughs> over here. Don't worry. But no, um, Keller, I'm out. anything from 21st Amendment is amazing. They're the best brewery probably in the United States right now. Um, I love, I got to give a shout out to my, my friends at Catawba Island Brewing. They are fucking great. So great. Where,
4: where's the 21st Amendment brewery at?
1: They're in San Francisco. Dom, what's your favorite beer?
4: They're in San
5: Francisco. Uh, my
1: favorite beer is Heinegan by far favorite drink is definitely White Russians.
4: If you don't fuck with White Russians, I don't fuck with you. It's an adult milkshake. If you call it gay, write it down on the timeline. I will come find you and show you how gay it is while in your store. Brian, what is your take on this?
3: <laughs> I got nothing against White Russians. White Russians light, are the shit. No I love the Big Lebowski. I've been drinking White Russians yeah. since Talk ran me. in Gerber's 21st birthday party and I when I was ordering them for every single person that I could find at the bar. So, White Russians hey. are my jam.
4: Hey, now I yeah. can answer. You. What happened when you Cam fed eight. me we'll when go you... to
1: Vegas together? All I order is White Russians for fucking days on end.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, listen. hey, what happened when you guys took a somebody Did you yeah. ever take anybody to a wedding and feed them gin and tonics, and then tap it, ca- cap it off with white Russians. Did that ever happen? Okay.
1: Okay. So this is an amazing story, right? <laughs> so we decide, we, me, Dominic, and Brandon go to fucking Keith Simpkins' wedding. I still don't know how these two fuck sticks were invited to it. I mean, I've been friends with Keith for fucking 30 years. but I've been friends with Keith longer than you've been alive. <laughs> so anyways, so we found this place called Tuba. And it literally was $2 for gin and tonics, white Russians, no matter what. Not like I'm talking like top shelf. Like fucking Tangeray, fucking Kettle One. No matter what, do you, what do you want, it was $2. So fucking me and Dominic and Brandon, Brandon thought he was going to be like the fucking, you know, oh, I'll drink with these guys, fucking drink for drink. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> First of all, we're professionals. So, um, we much, I mean, we drink for a living. That's that's Prince. Yeah, uh, Dominic does a video on his phone of Brandon pissing himself in my backseat.
4: That's not how that happened. But you keep telling oh, the story. It
1: was, no, It's exactly how it happened. No, Brandon you tell him what happened, himself. guys. He tried. He tried. To, he tried to piss himself into a fucking Gatorade bottle.
4: <laughs> Thank you. You, don't, you yeah. made it seem like I just pissed my pants. I was pissed drunk. No, I tried to piss in a Gatorade bottle. Ansi can't fucking drive when he's getting on an exit, and I just start swerving everywhere oh, no,
1: because and splash piss all, all over me. There was road construction, and I might have hit a couple orange barrels. <laughs> Listen, when I'm when I'm fucking wasted driving, I can't promise I'm not going to hit an orange barrel.
4: Yeah, well, don't be driving drunk. Hey, uh, I mean, if you were there, you would have been shit hammered um, too.
3: Too late tonight. <laughs> So you want, uh, do you want my opinion on uh, the beers situation? Oh yeah, so, I do. Okay, well we'll let uh, Anthony finish the story quick. Yeah, go ahead. So
1: yeah, so so Brandon pissed himself all over, right? And then, and then, so we get to the wedding, and Brandon's so fucking drunk, he's dancing with a bunch of gay dudes, grinding on their, <laughs> grinding on their, their fucking penises, loving their cocks, all is all up and around his mouth. It was amazing. So
4: stupid. I swear to God. So and
1: then, dumb. And then. I was dancing with Miss
4: Show. You remember her, Hemi?
1: Who? Um, we're not going to talk about Miss Show that night.
4: Miss <laughs> Diancho. You remember her? No. She
1: yeah. Was a, she was uh, like a
4: study hall monitor, right? Or what was yeah. she?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bell. She was something.
4: She was something within the school. And I was yeah, trying to we're not like grind on that. her.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, so Brandon got so drunk that they kicked him out of the wedding, right? <laughs> so he goes to the wedding next door, right? <laughs> they kicked him out of the fucking wedding next door, and then he tried to come back to the wedding again. She, the motherfucker got kicked out of three weddings in <laughs> fucking one night. <laughs> three weddings in one night. Nobody ever does this. <laughs> ever. Well, I ever. Ever. I have been so drunk in my entire life where I've been so fucking wasted. This motherfucker got kicked out of three weddings in one night.
4: Hey, Keith's brother-in-law is a fucking ponytail-wearing fucking bitch. I don't care what you guys say. Well, yeah.
1: He got me kicked out. First off, he started yelling at Brandon for saying the F word, and then he started rapping fucking Biggie Smalls. It's and Biggie. And saying, fuck this and fuck that. <laughs> so he's cancel, so fuck
4: him anyways. Yeah. What's your what, yeah, what's your <laughs> what's
3: your take on the beer situation, Hemi? I want to hear this. All right. Uh, if if Anthony's done, uh, Lob says he wants back on, so I just need to know quick. Yes, no. Where are you Who? Done, Brett Lob. Oh fuck, Lob!
4: What's he gonna do? <laughs> at me with this fucking goddamn
1: uh, what's those things called? Fucking uh, half pants or whatever. <laughs>
5: Capri? <laughs> Those <It was>
1: Capri. <laughs> he called him half pants. He called him <laughs> half pants. That is ridiculous. Fucking... Brett Lobb. I listen, I love Brett Lobb. I do love Brett Lobb, but he wears Capri pants.
3: <laughs> Alright, we got we gotta have uh, Brett come on and, and defend his Capri pants. So Brett, you're on.
1: Alright, I want I wanna hear it. Why don't you put Brett Lobb on with me and Capri pants? <laughs>
4: hey. Stay on hold, Anthony. We'll come back to you.
3: All right. <laughs> All right. Brent, Brent hey. you're here. Yes. Yeah. We got you.
0: I've never owned a pair of Capri pants in my entire life. That is, that is a bold-faced lie, and that is slander. <laughs> I will sue him for slander.
3: <laughs> Maybe he saw you, like, trying on some of Cassie's.
0: Uh, I don't know if I can fit into those. Uh Sharples <laughs> seems to like get a- over the edge a little bit. We're at a, we're at a bar and uh, old Dom ends up puking up and outside and falling on his face. Sharples ends up puking in my bedroom. That night, he told a-, a group of Asian girls that he owned the bar and then looked at the bartender and told him to get a, get him a round of drinks. And they just walked away and the bartender was like, Who the hell is that guy? <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's like yeah, I own the
0: place. It's starting to get pretty profitable. Get him a round of drinks on me. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Dude, that was a great that time. That was
3: hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, so but... I had
0: some uh, I got some beer talk here. Okay. To... Yeah.
3: Yeah. We We were. I was just I... about to get, to get, bring you back to the beer talk. So let's. Yeah. It.
0: Sorry. Sorry. So I saw something that was like super cool that made me want to talk about this just because so in the world of homebrew and everything like that, um, and, you know, coffee's big like that as well. Like they have the Keurigs and, you know, you can get Mm -hmm. instant coffee. They made – they've made a thing that um, is called the Pico Brew. And you can brew your own like homebrew like a Keurig. Like you put the – you order the ingredients, they come – you put it in the machine, it hooks up with your smartphone and it tells you what to do like every step. It's kinda cool really because you can you can get like the like the hops and grains from like different breweries. They package them like a little packet basically and they ship it to you and you put it in there and you brew like beers from like little small breweries in San Francisco or Oregon or Colorado or whatever. Like small breweries that you would never be able to actually drink their beers unless you were in their town. So I think it's kind of cool that like some craft breweries and things like that are reaching out and doing, doing new stuff and like really striking while the iron's hot. But I think for like $800, I'm not, I don't have all the money in the world, so I'm not going to make that investment, but um, I'm definitely uh, somebody who likes a good craft brew from time to time. I'm not
3: oh, a. Yeah. Uh, We're, we we an live in a Bay
0: golden age club
3: with uh, a yeah. craft brewery. taken yeah. off in Ohio and, and all around the Midwest, especially, Bro. I think. Guys, guys,
4: I don't, I don't know. Have, have you seen this? Have you heard about this?
3: <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> have you seen this? I think, apparently, uh, you
5: do you make have make a, you a, know, a favorite
3: brew. craft brew club?
0: Um, you know, my favorite beer that I've ever had, which I know it's kind of like cliche because it's like rated one of the best, but. Uh, Pliny the Elder Um, it's an uh, like an imperial IPA Um, Mm -hmm. when I was out in Colorado like at that time Colorado was or Denver was like the number two craft brewery uh, city like in the country so a lot of these like exotic beers and stuff were a little bit easier to come by although in Columbus it's kind of getting a little more prevalent but I don't know. I I like a good IPA from time to time. Um, left hand's great. Um I'll give a shout out to uh to uh Cincinnati with their Rheingeist. they're they're good and I even like to hit, hit up some of my own like neighborhood ones, uh like uh Restoration Brewworks, which Sharples didn't get a uh, opportunity to uh go to because they fucking closed at eleven thirty on a Friday night which I don't know why they would ever close at 1130 on a Friday night, but uh, they I mean, make a good sarcastic. high percentage, like 10% uh, double IPA, which is – it'll knock you out on your ass if you drink about three or four of them.
3: So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, All so right.
0: I want to tell you guys about this.
4: There's a, there's a beer in uh, Belgium that these monks brew, and it's the world's rarest beer. It's called uh, West Virlin Abbey Twelve, and basically these monks brew this shit, and they don't sell it in stores or anything. It's unlabeled bottles, and they uh, only sell it to a to a customer once a month at the door of their abbey, and then they uh, and to this one like random tavern right across the street. That's it. And it's Sounds been got you. yeah, it's well, it's been rated like uh, one of the top beers in the world every year in the beer rating websites and magazines. And it's just like, it's almost like legendary status if you can get it. You almost have to like walk. I wonder if you have to like walk up a little mountain or something. Like well, as you get closer. That's
5: Tiny The Elder oh. is too. <laughs> so when I bought that Tiny The
0: Elder, you can only buy two bombers at a time. Like they won't let you buy more than that because it's so like rare and they only brew so much of it. Kinda of crazy, like that people will pretty much do anything to get their hands on a freaking beer, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like is it yeah. that enjoyable i mean
3: do you uh do you guys ever use the untapped app dude mm-hmm. actually i i I have it on my
4: phone, but I haven't started putting beers in it. I only got it because like last month I was like a baby like a baby shower party. it wasn't like a shower like a big party. <laughs> No, it was like a big party. There was a bunch of people like guys, girls. We all got drunk. Trolling, every trolling time. for girls. No, it was a uh, Nettie's sister, Olivia's. Uh, and anyways, they, uh, this dude there, Chris Buck, uh, from Woodmore, he's there, and he had the app, and he had a shit ton of beers, and we got this random IPA, and I go, "Do you like that?" He goes, "Yep, I already rated it an eight out of ten on my app."
3: <laughs> I was like, "Well, alright." I, I started using it because I started traveling, like to go to all these Indians games around the country and like we would always hit up bars and or get beers at the game and I'm like oh fuck it I want to like remember if shit was good or not like cuz if I always like to try new beers and then I'll forget if they were even any good like after you know a couple weeks so uh, I started Quick wine that.
0: every time you buy a yeah. wine and it's really good you can never find what it is again and yeah, you'll never exactly. see the same label so, again
3: so I <laughs> like it because it it lets it reminds me so I have two on here that I have rated 4.75 out of 5. So I guess it'd be a 9.5 out of 10 on uh, that other guy's scale. But, you did awesome on uh, that math there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah math, so, that's, that's top 10 in our
0: class so, right there. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my,
3: my favorite outside of Ohio was the Flying Dog Brewery in Maryland. Uh, the numero mm. uno. It had like a hint of like jalapeno to it almost. Yeah. It was. It was fucking delicious. Uh, it just had like that, just a little heat to it, too. And then uh, my one in Ohio, I don't know if you've ever been to Fathead's Brewery in Cleveland area, but the, the Goggle Fogger is fucking delicious. So. That
4: sounds like, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a Harry Potter, like, I'm such a Goggle Fogger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you guys would like the Goggle Fogger, Fathead's Brewery. There sounds it like it a dirty word. <laughs>
4: Dude, there's a, there's this beer called Space, it's like an Ace, it's like a, like a cider beer, like a blood orange Mm -hmm. cider beer, it's actually like, I think it's like a 10.6 like percent alcohol, it's awesome, looks like They make like
0: a pear one that's freaking gross though.
4: Yeah, but that one's really good, and I had it because Des likes it, and then we went to this bar, like called The Attic in Toledo, and uh. Uh, she got it, and I got one for myself. I'm like, this is surprisingly good, although it looks like like fucking dirty dishwater that I threw up on the ground. But it was pretty good. Gotta I hand think it it's, to a,
0: her. it's super unique, some of the beers that are actually being brewed. Like I think that I've tried a um, maple bacon beer from Rogue, I think, since you made it like way back when. It was uh, surprisingly disgusting. Um, but they also... Um, like, who, who would think that they could screw up two, uh, well, three amazing things when they're put together, but, yeah, it just didn't taste good at all. But um, the other thing that's super unique, if you ever get a chance to try it, is sour beers. Um, like, I know that um, New Belgium, the people that do fat tire and all of those, yeah. they have bombers, um, and they're called the Lips of Faith series. Um, And basically, it's just a bunch of sour beers, if you've ever had one. They're super unique. Um, The first probably five sips of them, like, it's super bitter, super sour, like, make you pucker. But, like, as you drink it, it kind of mellows out a little bit, and it kind of has a unique taste, and it's just something different from time to time. I suggest uh, you guys try that. Yeah, I've had
3: some sour beers in Chicago the last time I went earlier this year. So I, I I definitely can appreciate a good sour beer. I'm totally with you on those.
4: That that beer i was telling you about, really the, the, the yeah. Monk beer, it's supposed to be like kind of a sourish beer. It's got like cherry raisin and peach sweetness sour to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How the hell would you good. know? You've never had it. I'm reading about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's exceptionally <laughs> deep and layered with none of the heat that might clue you into yeah. the punch it packs. <laughs> Speaking of
3: cherry, mm. I know it's it like after really common, but – I, I'm always I happy to uh, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. That's always, like, yeah, my go-to, like, just if it's available, craft beer type of thing. It's not really a craft like, beer, but...
4: I like Guinness Blonde. That's, like, one of those beers that you can have with, like, a meal.
0: <laughs> That's true. You 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 were saying that last time you were at my house. You were like, dude, we got to go to the store. Dennis Blonde, it's where it's at. I don't know yeah. if you've ever had it. It's like dude, it's been around for how fucking long, sharp Of course, I've had <laughs> mean
3: you've had it.
4: I've never. There's a lot of beers I haven't had that I see y'all. I like. Time.
0: I like trying beers just based on like the goofy ass names that they come up with. Like for some of them, like Elysian Space Dust. Like that just makes me want to try it, just because it's funny as hell. Dude, that
4: sounds that sounds like a good weed.
0: <laughs> it's uh, I think it's an IPA. I, I had it once; it was
3: pretty. It's pretty space damn good. dust
4: is getting me into space. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're gonna be coming up with some crazy brews. Me, we should all brew like, hey man, try my T-bone steak and potatoes <laughs> fat ale.
0: <But> that's, <laughs> that's like the cool thing about that that Pico brew thing that I was talking about earlier. It's just that, like, if you live, let's say, in New York and you've never been to San Francisco, you would never be able to try some of those beers ever because they don't ship their beers to your region. And this is a good way to, like, be able to brew your own homebrew and actually do it and follow a recipe and pretty much have what they have in their own small, like, home or their own small little brewery. and, And they're part of the... The country. I just think it's a super unique concept. You said.
4: Uh, you ever had Ryan Geist? At- My my friend my friend was talking about Ryan Geist. I actually had a couple of them. I think they brew out of Cincinnati or something like that. Yeah, that's
0: why I said that earlier. Did yeah, you? They're good. Yeah. Yeah, I they said, got uh, for local. I think Ryan Geist is good, and then Columbus actually has some good ones too. Like Land Grant is really yeah. good.
4: I had the, which one did I have? The, oh, oh, I had the um, the Ryan guys I had the Peach one, and then I had that Truth.
0: Truth is pretty damn good.
4: Yeah, those are the two I had. Oh, they got a shit ton of beers, I guess. They got they had I, one,
0: like, I think they had one, like, called, like, Dad or something like that, like, random.
4: They got one, like, Hans. I think one's Hans, and there's, like, a Hustle. These are the ones off the top of my head. I'd have to go to this, this site and see what they got. I know they got some cider and shit. I look, yeah, but yeah, that's that's good, man. I I like all these damn beers. So yeah, we need to we need to brew crazy ass beer. Hemi, are you into brewing Streaker. beer? Let's I've brew never of brewed, yeah, but they totally I've
3: have one always been like interested by it. So Hemme makes makes some chili. I would chili. I would definitely attempt. I just don't know enough.
4: Hemmy, make like a one, chili beer.
3: <laughs> a chili beer. One of my. He's <laughs> actually you like he my chili makes chili to feed himself all
4: week.
0: <laughs> There used to be a uh, brewery down the street from the design firm that I used to work at, and pretty much every other day we'd get a growler and just go down and fill it up, and they would have, like, peanut butter cup stout and, you know, jalapeno beer and all different kinds of shit, and it was all pretty much amazing. Like, it's pretty cool the different profiles that they can come up with just with beer. I mean, peanut butter cup, that sounds freaking amazing. Oh hell yeah, yeah.
3: I've, I've I've had like a peanut butter cup beer before. Yeah, it was it was fucking delicious. It was uh, a like did you know that type of thing? I mean, it was, any it kind was of beer
4: will get me out.
3: <laughs>
4: Lob. All right, go ahead, Brett. What did you know that when I drink lots of beer, like copious amounts of beer, that I do stupid shit. <laughs>
0: I've been witness to half of it, <laughs> probably more than half of it. I think I've been arrested with you while you were doing it.
4: <laughs> what? Ko? What? You think koing people in a fucking Taco Bell parking lot is bad?
0: Uh, oh, Eric well, Yuso, who I saw at Teresa's birthday today. Uh, yeah, him and
5: Ashley.
0: He, uh, <laughs> he uh, we're at the Taco Bell parking lot because Sharples has to go go to the bathroom so he goes in the taco bell bathroom slips on a puddle of piss (laughs) and it's all down the side of his entire body and then he goes out with like just piss all over his clothes and starts talking shit to five guys (laughs) in typical sharples fashion and eric duso just looks at me and goes go get sharples he's gonna get his ass kicked I pick him up, walk him 100 yards away, set him down, and as soon as his feet hit the ground, he, like, turns around and starts charging him again like he's going to beat up all five of them. <laughs> That's what happens when Sharples gets a little liquid courage in him.
4: Hey, what happened, though?
0: <laughs> we fucking got arrested. That's what happened. <laughs>
4: yeah, what did we get arrested for?
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I think.
0: <laughs> I don't know. people listening to this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like passing. Oh, don't guys. worry. Nobody listens. We got like okay. an audience of like five people. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, we we knocked, knocked <laughs> out like, And they got taken over away on, on stretchers. And as soon yeah. as their heads like hit the ground, we turned around and cops were already like <laughs> running up on us with their flashlights and throwing us to the ground. Sharples was pointing in the guy's face.
5: I told you I was going to knock you out. <laughs> Just like
0: yelling <laughs> in the guy's face. Yeah. Uh. Uh,
4: Lob's lob like, yeah, shows when we got his ass kicked. No, we KO'd those motherfuckers and then I got arrested for the first and only time in my life.
0: It was horrible. the best part of the best part of that story was is that I was in town from Colorado for a weekend. Sharples was in town from Arizona for a weekend. We both had to fly back on Monday and we both went to jail <laughs> and didn't know if we were gonna get out to to make our flights.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. This is beer these are beer stories.
0: Dude, I tell you what though,
4: when I woke up the next morning, I forgot that I got arrested. <laughs> I woke up in jail, like I was freaking out. I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Did I get fucking kidnapped? <laughs> Is this?
5: Am I gonna have to put the lotion on the skin?" You know I mean? had a,
0: uh, I had a cool sister who bailed me out. And as I'm leaving, Shuffle just like it was like out of like a some sort of movie, like grabs my hand real soft as I'm like walking away. Hey. Tell my sister that I'm in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Brett, it
5: was like, it was can you call about my family? was like, can you call my family?
0: I was like, screw you, dude. I'm out of here, man. Did you guys help me? No, at that point, my sister had already called your sister, and your sister said, you can stay in jail for all I care.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's all loving my family. Is I had to spend my only night in my entire life. I got arrested. I had to spend the night in jail. And I remember I had to talk to the judge in the morning, and I don't have diabetes or anything, but my blood sugar was super low because of all the alcohol. I believe
0: believe it's pronounced diabetes. Diabetes? Wilford Brimley?
4: Yeah, I was all Wilford Brimley. I didn't check my sugar, and I didn't check it off. And I fucking was sitting there in this orange jumpsuit with, like, this hot chick across from me. I was like, hey. But I'm, like, shaking and shivering. Like, I'm pretty sure my blood sugar was, like, almost to, like, going into shock. So... The the first thing the dude uh the judge says to me is like, ah, knocked him out cold, did you? <laughs> well, I go I go into straight defense mode. I'm like, Sir, I did not mean to hurt anybody <laughs> I'm telling him I'm so sorry. He's like, This is something uh you'd have to talk to a lawyer about. No, no, I'll get this shit. I tell him I can't I can't get a hold of anybody. So he goes, well, well, who do you want me to call? I go, call my mom. He fucking calls my mom on speakerphone in the middle of the courtroom while I'm sitting in there on video conference. My mom so answers the phone. My, can you call my mom, please? <laughs> a grown this, man. Can you call my
0: buddy?
5: Yeah. So he's talking to my
4: mom. My mom's, like, trying to, like, bargain with him to lower my bail. And he's like, the dude's like, well, he was knocked out unconscious, so I don't know what kind of shape he's in right now. So, ma'am, so I can't go ahead and do that. And my mom's like, I called the hospital. They released him this morning. <laughs>
0: my mom's
1: like Vincent Susanna
0: if anybody wants to Facebook and his name's Vincent Susanna my my dude's name was Justin Caldwell. they both have the last job if anybody wants to make fun of him Facebook get him
4: hey Hemi if we ever turn into Joe Rogan these guys are going to be fucking suing us <laughs> great good job
0: Bob you can, you can edit that part out when you're editing out your.
4: Hemmy Hemmy's lying part. about the Hemmy's lying about the five uh, the five listeners. So we're we're definitely getting this out <laughs> to a bunch of people.
3: Hopefully they're listening. Yeah, we've had like five callers today. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man, it's been a good segment. Uh, I got shit. more yeah. I got more beer stories, but I already told them on all the other. Shows. Can I
0: can I get a uh, can I get a request for like next week's show? Sure. What's up? All right? right, let's hear it. Can Can, can you um. Can you do this? You're probably gonna hate me. Can you do the story of of what happened to your vehicle in in high school?
4: No, I can't. <laughs> I can't do please, that. No, no, no. Please, I cannot do that, limitations. no. It's no. Past
0: the statute of limitations.
5: Uh
4: uh-uh. uh. No fucking. No, I don't think he's allowed to. <laughs> oh,
0: boo. No. Well, can so at least people, the sharpest be like something good as opposed to. Like, you know, guys, why don't you get off your asses and go grocery shopping? <laughs> Nobody grocery shops anymore.
5: Or like, <laughs> hey, what's the dude. deal with
0: these women, like going out and being like, oh, I'm gonna sleep with all kinds of guys, <laughs> and like having all of your female audience okay, thinking you like some so. Those of... are rants,
4: bro. It's one rant is don't be a lazy bitch. The other rant is don't be a whore. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Hey, listen dude,
0: <laughs> you just re- you pretty much referred to 50 percent of the population as whores.
5: They are <laughs> <Really>? fuck them. <laughs>
0: That a rant? That's just like a statement.
4: <laughs> like that's- what is it? Because
0: it's true. I know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, we cannot do that story. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But anyway, <laughs> listen. My rant tonight is going to be about population control.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill Burr. <laughs> it's going to be straight
4: <laughs> Bill Burr style.
0: I'm oh. telling you. Okay, so yeah, I feel as, as you guys were talking about the the MJ Lebron thing,
5: yeah, and yep. it was
0: totally from Bill Burr talking about Hitler versus Stalin, and I feel like that argument was very uh, <laughs> the
3: numbers, very, are very through the roof.
0: <laughs> I feel like that needs to be put out there on the uh, Add Odds
5: podcast for, <laughs> Dude, for we comparison were... purposes.
4: <laughs> All right, homie, <laughs> we well, we're gonna we're gonna get into our shit. Do you you want to talk about anything else? Uh,
0: No, just, uh, you know, everybody go out and buy your own groceries, make your own food, and, uh, you know, don't (laughs) order pizza and crack your tooth on it. And and don't be (laughs) whores. Yeah, don't
4: be fucking whores.
0: Hold on, let me me touch on this one more time. Let me touch on this one more time. All
5: right.
0: You, You could have broken your tooth on a fucking marshmallow for. All things considered, that is how, how bad your tooth must have been for, for you to break it on the pizza. <laughs> it didn't even week. hurt. Like, it still doesn't hurt.
3: I don't he know. Did,
4: what kind of pizza was it? Was it Domino's? Because they got some soft
3: crust. Uh, no, it was like uh, bacon. and It was like a really thick thing of bacon. I don't know. <laughs> well, at, least she, at least she got on, manly with <laughs> yeah. it.
0: On a given week, I mean, how many times do you eat pizza? Yeah.
3: Um, it depends. Like sometimes I like. Give me a range. Feeling... Oh, there's a range, okay. Most weeks zero, but if I'm feeling like a complete lazy slob, I'll order Domino's like five days in a row. <laughs> oh shit! Paul. You
0: said most days is zero, but then you jump from zero to five like that? No, I'm
3: saying is most weeks it's <laughs> zero, but then I'll go through a stretch where I'm just like not feeling like getting out of the house and going grocery shopping. I like don't even want to like leave the apartment for like three or four days, and then those days I just order. I think pizza. they
0: call that chronic depression.
3: <laughs> Not really depression though. I'm never sad, so I don't. Sometimes I just feel antisocial. I think. No, it's when you're gaming, and uh, yeah, and I just play video games. Like that, that time when I was playing Mass Effect, and I played it, got fifty hours in in like three days. When he uh, came I definitely out, didn't you ordered like pizza play? all three days.
0: You, when Halo 2 came out, didn't you miss, like, your final at Ohio State because you, like,
5: stayed up all night playing? I
3: played for a week straight. <laughs> oh, when you Halo missed the final out. at Ohio State to play Halo 2? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's amazing. When Halo 2 came out, I stayed up for, like, two or three days straight just in anticipation of it. And I was playing Halo <laughs> 1 repeatedly with, like, my whole dorm. And and I was a guy. I was terrible playing with time, you guys. I,
0: know, I forgot what it was. Better play those campaign. guys thought
3: I was amazing. So I was just, like, keep getting my skills going. And, and we had, like, we we were able to connect throughout the whole dorm. And you could just play people throughout yeah. the whole dorm. I think we can do I it at too. Too. Yeah. We can do it so, at, and at, at I Play-Doh. was just I would just beat the shit out of everybody. Like, and it was great. And... And then Halo 2 came out. I went to, like, the midnight launch in, in downtown Columbus, and I I got my game. I came back, and and me and, like, Andy Caesar, I think, we played it, the campaign, like and I DeCesar. passed out while playing the campaign before we could finish it, like, okay. sitting up. I'd been up for, like, four straight days. Like, in De Caesar, I woke salad. up, and there was still a <laughs> controller in my hand, like, four hours later. Did you just oh say God. Andy Caesar
4: salad? I haven't heard that.
0: Jeez.
4: Dude, yeah, yeah. When Halo Two, dude, when Halo I Two came
0: heard out, that I actually
4: probably graduated. Yeah, dude, he's I don't know, he's got a pretty cool Facebook profile picture. <laughs> he's like a G, but dude, when Halo Two came out, it was the only game I ever went to, where I actually like went to the release thing, where like I yeah. got it when it was first released. I went to Southwick Mall in Toledo. I'm surprised <laughs> I made it out of there alive. Fucking places like Blood and Crypt Central, <laughs>
5: shit. Don't, like going there. They're gonna do
0: like a, uh, a like one of video games about the launch or something. You gotta do like a, uh, like a video game segment. I just saw like a, a uh, commercial or whatever, an ad for Call of Duty World War II, but mm-hmm. the fact that they've mass produced those so much, like all of those games are like shit now.
3: Yeah, well. I just remember they they had it at City Center Mall in Columbus. And we went down there with, like, all the guys in my floor that were playing Halo. And they had this huge TV set up. And the second midnight struck. Like, we were, like, 20th in line. And they opened up the TV, put the game in. And they said, anybody can play it, like, while we're waiting. And I was in the first game. And the first thing I did, I remember, I went over and I grabbed two Needlers. And dual wielding was, like, supposed to be the shit because, like, everybody was all excited because you got to have two weapons. And I grabbed two Needlers and I fucking blasted <laughs> this dude. And, and everyone was like, oh. <laughs> so I got, like, You'll the first to, kill. Like, it felt, it felt fucking like
0: awesome. A, it's kind of a, a, a sad point. Like, the video games, like, track how long that you've, like, played them.
3: Yeah, and it's kind of sad I to plan. look at
0: that and realize that, that like yeah. I'm never getting that time in my life back. <laughs>
3: like, no,
0: like I Dude. spent a week of my life playing video games and wasting away to nothing, eating. I keto. spent more
3: than a week. I spent way more than a week <laughs> playing Halo Two, man.
0: I don't believe it. Like,
3: I was I was just the Halo guy after Halo Two came out. <laughs> hey, we got to get one, bro.
0: One v one. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, buddy. Wumby me, bro. All right, <laughs> Later.
3: <laughs> hey, all right. Let's get into McGregor. All right. So, as you guys might know, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, it's not just all talk anymore. They finally signed on the dotted lines. The fight is actually happening. And it's happening soon. Two and a half months from now, August 26th yeah. in Vegas, Mayweather McGregor. It's for real. I'm not oh, going to lie. I thought they were full of shit. I thought that they were just wasting our time. I, I didn't think that they would actually do it. But uh if you remember, did. Sean Loeffler, he's like, they're doing it. I will bet my life on it they're doing it. Uh, it's yeah. all about the money. And they are going to make a metric shit ton of money.
4: Hey, you know what? You should just you should text him right now and tell him to hurry up and
0: call in while we're talking about this.
4: Hope <laughs> well, we can have say. him
3: on again uh, soon for a future episode,
0: too. Yep.
4: But, uh, yeah, I'm fucking pumped, because they are my two favorite fighters ever. Floyd's my favorite boxer ever. He's the sweet science, baby. He's a master. And then you got... Connor's my favorite... He's my favorite, period. I love everything about Connor. I love his mouth. I love the way he fights. I love the way he just carries himself. I love the way he talks shit. I think he's fucking hilarious. Similar to the way I think Trump's funny. (laughs) I think that... Conor McGregor's hilarious. I love the way he talks shit. And this is going to be in am- two, the two biggest mouths in combat sports are, are fighting each other. The two like like Floyd. He is such he's such business with his mouth, and then Conor just cuts you to the core with his mouth, man. I mean, it's going to be an amazing two months of promo, shit talking, and it's going to be exciting, dude. But I think once the fight happens. I personally think that, that Floyd's going to just pick him apart. I don't think that Conor can box with him. But if I, my preference would be, just for like, a, almost like a legendary moment, something that we would talk about forever, I would love to see Conor take that left and KO fucking Floyd.
5: Mm-hmm. How
4: cool would that be? Floyd tries to go for 50-0 and on a 0-0 boxer, MMA star, and gets KO'd. People would talk about that until the end of sports time, man. So I, I think that'd be badass. So I'm I'm pulling for Connor, but I still love Mayweather. Is the po- the problem is that Mayweather kind of doesn't have anything to win here. If he wins, he just beat you know he beat a zero and zero boxer with very limited experience. If he loses, he got KO'd by an MMA fighter. And then you got Connor. He is win 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 in this situation. He's gonna get a massive payday. I was talking to you earlier about this. I think he's gonna get like 75 million when it's all said and done. That's, I mean, he'll never touch that. He'd have to fight like 14 times. No, he'd have to fight. <laughs> he'd have to fight like 35 fucking times in the UFC to touch the money that he's going to get here. And
3: I wouldn't like, say that much because McGregor has so much leverage on the UFC that he gets a much, much bigger piece of the pie. I mean, the I'm dude like, doesn't that. not me
5: get like two and a half million to fight or something McGregor, like
3: that? Nate Diaz got like two or three million. Just for fighting him. And Diaz is not even like a quarter of the star yeah, that true. McGregor is.
4: He would at least have to fight 15 to 20 times, I would think.
3: I, I, think, I think McGregor easily clears $10 million a night for the UFC. And probably more than that. You think so? Yeah.
2: They got his UFC net like $35
3: right now. For themselves. But McGregor is such a big star that he basically, you know, forces their hand. They have to pay him.
4: Well, let's just agree that he'd have to fight yeah. quite a few Andy times, and it's like
3: pay-per-view records every time he steps in the octagon True. too. So. so,
4: if he makes ten million, if he clears ten million a fight, so that means roughly seven to eight times he'd have to fight again in the UFC yeah. if they kept paying him at this current rate. That's that's a career, you know what I mean? When it comes to UFC fighting, that means he would have to get the title and defend it seven times if he wants to keep these paydays going like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just a lifetime in the UFC. But one fight he's gonna clear I know he's gonna clear over seventy million. I know it. And so he's gonna win there. If he loses, he took it, he took on one of the greatest boxes of all time. And just to see what he was made of. If he wins, he fucking KO'd one of the greatest boxes of all time. And he's getting he's getting all he's doing is marketing himself for more for UFC too. So like McGregor can't lose here in any facet. Nothing about this fight is a loss for McGregor, even if he loses it. It's all a W for that guy. I don't know why Mayweather took this fight.
3: Money. I know that he's, he's I know. gonna make a fucking shit ton of money.
4: Oh, and of he, course. And, he's, and already, he wants, he's already. He wants
3: and he wants to fixed. get the fifty and 0.
4: Oh, I get it. But well, my point so there's, is, there's is multiple that,
3: reasons why Mayweather took the fight, and it's probably to him. He thinks it's an easy fight.
4: Well, of course he does, and it is an easy fight for him on on from a pure boxing standpoint. My point yep. is, from just a straight up like, if he wins, he just like I said, if he wins, he just beats McGregor. If he loses, he fucking lost. That's crazy. Yeah, but
3: but and
4: the money, easy, the McGregor's still it. a
3: big deal, even if he does, He's not an actual boxer. Like McGregor's a superstar. Like he's
5: in like it's not even
3: close how much how big of a star he is in MMA compared to anybody else. And Mayweather's the biggest star in boxing, so why not? That's why he's doing it.
4: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just don't see it, though, other than the money, which McGregor or Conor doesn't even, or uh, Floyd doesn't even need.
3: Floyd doesn't. Although, need th- it, but Floyd does not. I'm need sure that with his lifestyle, it wouldn't hurt to have more. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that is that is true because he does live a lavish lifestyle. Yeah, so I maybe, I mean, this guy bets he, like
3: he, millions on stuff. And I'm
4: sure that he's going to clear a hundred million for this fight, so.
3: Easily easily. Yeah, cuz he got he got like 200 million or something insane when he fought Pacquiao, didn't he?
4: He got I they didn't say uh from a, he was guaranteed like 100 and something million and pay-per-view yeah. came in, he was getting like another 90 million. I think he cleared like 190 million for that fight. I I can actually I'll look it up right now while we're on here. Give me your
3: take on it. It says uh he was he made 220 million against oh, Pacquiao.
4: Yeah, I I thought about nine, one ninety, two hundred. So
3: yeah, that's that's ridiculous. So yeah, I I think he can at least make a hundred million against Mayweather or or against McGregor. I think think probably more.
4: He's probably guaranteed a hundred million
3: just for the purse. And it's just because also casual interest is going to be through the fucking roof. That's when you make the money, because like there's the fight fans that are going to watch it no matter what, but then there's the people that don't watch boxing they know who conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather are and they want to see the fight <clears throat> like those are like the once in a lifetime type fights that get those people to like all right i want to see what happens so, yeah no i get it I'm, I'm excited i'm I'm gonna watch yeah i think it's it it. i think it sets records with uh pay-per-views for sure yeah, especially that now that the fight's signed do you know how much shit talk there's gonna be That's what I was playing. playing Pacquiao Mayweather, there wasn't much talk because Pacquiao's not a talker. McGregor is going to eat Mayweather alive with shit talk. I mean, I don't think he's going to win, but he is going to win the shit talk war. It's not even going to be close. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He is is going, and that's the main thing I'm most excited about because I think Floyd Mayweather as a person is a piece of shit. As a fighter, he's amazing. Yeah, as a person, he's a piece of shit, and I can't wait for him to just eat shit from McGregor for two and a half straight months. (laughs) It's going to be. I wonder.
4: I wonder what McGregor's going to say to him, though. That's that's the key. There's
3: some things that he can't say because, uh, like against other people in like MMA, if anybody tries to step up to him, he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like Jeremy, yeah, I make this my money. He's like, you know, I hit hard. I'm fucking tough. You you ran for me. And and R- McGregor's response was, who the fuck is this guy?
4: <laughs> yeah, he looked at me and like, who the fuck like, is that guy? And he's like, you know who I am. It's just
3: hilarious shit. Uh, he oh, can't yeah. say that to Mayweather. Mayweather's got him on, like, the bragging with the money and the fame and shit. Yeah, so he's going so to have to have some different material. But he'll, he will have different material, and it will be good.
4: I wonder if he's going to go out of business with this one. Maybe
3: you won't so. talk as much shit as we think you no, will. No, he knows. He knows every every word out of his mouth is a dollar sign.
4: <laughs> it's true, though.
3: It is true, man. I mean, when was the last time somebody fought Mayweather and just talked insane shit um, in the, the lead up? I think it's a not lot of really people... it doesn't really happen. It's it's usually I respect. You... I'll
4: tell, I tell you who talks a lot of shit. The people that aren't fighting him that want the fight. A lot of people yeah. wanted to fight Mayweather, and they always wanted that fight, so they talked the a lot of shit about him. Similar to those MMA fighters that, that have all talked mass shit about Connor until Connor KOs their ass. <laughs> you know? Like Eddie Alvarez. He, just, he he basically treated that fight with Alvarez McGregor didn't like, talk that much shit. Are you kidding me? He talks so much shit. He basically he called that an easy fight. He was talking shit about his wrestling skills. He's saying he's a fucking bitch. He's a he's a paper champ pretty much, and never seen anybody like him. And just he just went off on him, and and then he got fucking embarrassed. He got embarrassed, dude. I, That's when I I always Connor was always one of my favorite fighters ever. He, like right when he started in the at UFC, me and my step brother Brian were really big on him. And then I'm not saying we're like the only ones that like Connor, but from the minute he stepped in the cage, we were big fans, and. I'll tell you what, just watching him grow in that fight with Alvarez, like that really put him at his peak, in my opinion.
3: Well, it, like, the fight it that, really shattered really like, The corner did. for me was when he fought Chad Mendez because I thought that McGregor was just being protected up until that point. He hadn't faced anybody that had, like, the ability to take him down. Yeah. And then he fought Chad Mendez, the best wrestler in the featherweight division. And Mendez took him down for the first round and a half. And McGregor got bloodied up a little bit, and he just didn't give a shit. And he just kept fighting his ass off, eventually got back to his feet, knocks Mendez out at the end of the second round, and becomes uh, the interim champion. I was at that event in Vegas, and it was like, the crowd was like 75% Irish people. And when McGregor won, everybody threw their drink up in the air, and it was just a shower of beer. (laughs) It was the most insane environment I've ever been in at, at an MMA event in my entire life. And that one that sold me on McGregor. I I was not a believer. I I bet against him. I'm not going to lie. I lost a thousand dollars betting against him that night. (laughs) Why would you bet against this man? I thought, I thought Mendez was going to take him down and beat the shit out of him. And he did for a round and a half. And then he got tired. And
4: that's the thing, man. He took McGregor, he took that fight on 10 days' notice, too, on, against a completely different style. And uh, he took against his weakest style of wrestling. He knew this guy was a monster wrestler. He was an NCAA finalist. He wrestled Jaggers from Ohio State, actually. And uh, he, knew he, he knew what he was getting himself into. He had 10 days to prepare for that, for his weakest link. In his the biggest chink in his armor is wrestling. And he took that fight on 10 days' notice. Wore Mendez down, elbowed the fuck out of him in the face. So every time he got taken down, was just punishing him from on his back. And then just then wore him down and beat his ass. Knocked him mm-hmm. out. And that that was that was huge. And then when he fought Alvarez, man, just the way he was moving, like his hands. He is the greatest striker in the MMA right now. He is one of the well, greatest what's strikers.
3: What cemented the striking was when he faced Aldo, who was – had ruled the featherweight division with an iron fist, hadn't lost in ten years, and he takes him out in thirteen seconds. Shit, man! Like
4: that's to me, that was a fluke, though. Like, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't take that as I think Aldo would beat him. I think he would fuck Aldo yeah. up anyway. But yeah. uh, I thought now that, that Aldo I, just, I, I yeah. wanted him to fight. Yeah, he lost, got picked apart. But I I thought that uh he would beat him anyway. I wanted to see him rematch Aldo to prove that. Because it was a quick little, he just caught him, and it was awesome. It was a hell of a shot on that. He deserved it. And I use that as my point in a lot of arguments. So he KO'd Aldo in 13 seconds. But at the end of the day, I mean, if if they fight again, I'm not. I don't expect a 13 second KO. I expect a couple of rounds. I expect some leg kicks from Aldo, wear him down a little bit, and then, uh, you know. But at the end of the day, Connor's just going to keep coming, and, and he's going to get KO'd again. But, you know, I don't use that as my – it was the Alvarez fight for me that really showed me, like, what he's really made of. And the and the second fight, and the first and second fight with Nate Diaz. Yeah, he got choked out that first fight, but both fights, those first two rounds, he was just picking Nate apart, dropping him on his ass, is fucking wrecking him. He just gassed, and Nate was just big. And Nate also has the mindset, like, you're not going to knock me out. You know what I mean? He's got that chin. He's got that, that crazy mindset. And I don't think McGregor saw anything like that. But as far as from a technical standpoint, he shits on Nate Diaz in every fucking aspect, period. He is a way better fighter than Nate Diaz on every level. He just didn't have the stamina in those two fights. He's lucky he made it out of that second one once he starts gassing a little bit. What do you think?
3: Yeah, uh, McGregor, I mean, he the thing that makes him so great is he's obsessive. Like he's obsessive about wanting to be great. And he does everything in his power to become great. And when there's a flaw, he obsesses about that flaw until it becomes a strength. Like conditioning, like killed him against Diaz. So he just worked his ass off on conditioning and then won a five round fight against Diaz, a guy that was known for his cardio, you know? So yeah McGregor to me is the, the has the potential to be the best fighter ever he just has to fight <laughs> I mean we haven't seen him since the since he won against Alvarez uh, nearly a year ago now so, yeah um, hopefully this Mayweather thing once it's finally over and done with he can start defending his titles but uh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I think he's gonna lose against Mayweather, but it sure would be fucking hilarious if that beautiful left hand of his just lands one time and floors Mayweather.
4: Yeah, that'd be great. Oh my lord, <laughs> I would love it. But you know, I'm excited, man. I'll probably put a bet on May I'll probably put on a little bet on McGregor because you said it was like seven hundred to one right now.
3: That's exactly what. Uh, the bookies are hoping that there's some suckers out there.
4: It's not really a sucker <laughs> bet. You can put like fifty on there. You, can, you know, win three hundred fifty bucks. Not that bad. Not a bad payday, in my opinion. And you can parlay that. I'll parlay that with some baseball or some shit. <laughs> if you parlay with a seven hundred to one money line or like payout, your if you parlay that with like two baseball games, your payout's gonna be
3: astronomical.
4: Are you there, Brian?
3: Yeah, sorry, I was reading some shit on Twitter about McGregor <laughs> we and are, Mayweather.
4: <laughs> we are in the middle of a, <laughs> a podcast, Brian. All right, you want to go to the go to the shit?
3: Yeah. So yeah, I think we've talked McGregor Mayweather to death. I mean, now we're just talking about McGregor in general. So. All right. uh, yeah, let's let's get rolling. And I think it is time for the Brandon Sharples Brand of the Week. <laughs>
5: Ah!
4: We need a plague We need a plague (laughs) To quote Bill Burr Bill Burr for three straight TV specials Talked about needing a plague To thin out the population And I agree with him I was talking about this I work in healthcare I work in healthcare And we are the only species on earth That saves the weak we are every other fucking species on earth. The weak dies off the fucking, you know, an animal breaks a leg. He's left to fend for himself and he becomes food. Okay. Every species, the weak dies. Nobody saves them. They're just, they're just considered useless at that point in time. So my, my take this week, let's see 80 to 90% of the yearly healthcare spent is, used on the last two weeks of people's lives, trying to keep the week alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think you guys know where I'm going with this. You have an 89, 90-year-old person that's got terminal cancer, and you're spending $60,000, $70,000 over the last two weeks on pumping them full of drugs just to keep them alive for just a couple of minutes longer, a couple of days longer. We need to thin the herd. We do not need to save the week. I am all for population control. And I'm not talking about killing people that are young and healthy. I'm talking like we need to start letting nature take its course. This has been a, actually a really heated topic lately. I don't think a lot of people realize that. They have summits and stuff about this, about uh, life expectancy and when, when to, you know, how to approach end-of-life care and This is where a lot of the money goes. This is where a lot of the budget goes, and this is where a lot of resources go. And when when we get farther along into this world, you're going to get in a situation where we're going to run out of resources, and we're going to be wasting a lot of medication and a lot of money and a lot of resources on keeping people alive for an extra couple of weeks. Like I said, 80 to 90% of the money spent on healthcare every year in this country is on the last two weeks of people's lives. So my opinion is we need to thin the herd and stop saving the weak. I don't care how crazy this sounds to people. I was reading articles about this for the last two weeks. This is why I'm talking about this. This is a widely thought about process. And to me, I think we need to adjust the way we care and a and, and lot our already scarce resources. We're already low on medications eventually we're going to come into a crisis in this world when it comes to healthcare and you're going to have to start making a, make it a point to thin the herd. Brian, I want to know your opinion on this. Hey,
3: I'm all for thinning the herd. Uh, Bill <laughs> Burr is one of my favorite comedians on the planet. He talks about overpopulation constantly. And it, it's something to think about. It's something to think about. Uh, mandatory vasectomies when you get like, five kids. Absolutely. Probably after three kids. So, Sharples, you're on the hook.
4: Hey, and I'm going to tell you another part of this rant. This goes for people that are terminally ill. This goes for prisoners that have murdered people that are convicted. They sit on death row for 20 years. They need to be killed and they need to be done with. Then you got child molesters that are, they have a 9 out of 10 rate of repeat offending. They need to go. Send the herd of child molesters. Serial rapists. We need to stop hurting all these criminal, violent criminals. I'm not talking about drug dealers and all that stuff. That's bullshit. I'm talking the violent predators that we keep alive and spend billions on every year to keep alive in a fucking cage.
3: I don't know this private prison, goes back to, prison industry, bro.
4: Yeah, private prison, prison industry. Boy, they need to Johnny. have private fucking about. How about the gun companies that will create the bullets to shoot all them in the head when we want to get rid of them? They do not. They do not deserve to live, and they're wasting our valuable resources, keeping them alive in prison. So the terminally ill and the violent offenders need to thin their herd on that shit, and they don't need to be having and – in the, and the average family size for like a Muslim population, they're like, it's like nine or ten people. They need to be a cap. I'm telling you, there needs to be like a cap on how many people can be – how many children people can have. I swear to God. This shit is crazy to me. But nobody wants to talk about that. See, a lot of people th- – this is like a liberal thing. This is a liberal I- idea that's been floating around. And I'm not even liberal, but these are certain things I agree with. Remember I told you I'm right down the middle when it comes to political spectrum. If you're right down the middle, I agree with some conservative things. I agree with some liberal ideas. And this is one of those liberal ideas that has been floating around that i agree with so what do you what do you think of that
3: oh i'm all about birth control you saw my uh condom stash
4: yeah i know see my mom just my mom just texted me i don't think she agrees with me my mom my mom was talking about my grandpa my grandpa passed away when i was in birth when i was in boot camp and uh he passed away, and this is where I, I understand where people are coming from. It's 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 uh, my mom held my grandpa and stuff before he died. He, my grandpa had terminal cancer. You know he he was very short lived. That that's one of those things where like it's hard no matter what when it comes to uh, you know loved ones dying. Nobody wants to ha- see their loved ones suffer or anything. I'm not talking about having people suffer. You can still humanely do things, but I'm talking like sometimes you just got to make that choice it's inevitable and it's hard to see the people that you love going through hard times, but it's inevitable. And at, at some point you got to think of the best case scenario for the overall population. Cause at the end of the day, we're like a virus on this planet. We just grow. And our only, there are only purpose, we're, even though we're civilized and we're smart and uh, you know, we put ourselves above all that, all other organisms in the world and the universe. We, we, we think we're at the top of the pyramid. The end of the day, our overall goal is just like any other organism on this earth. We breed, we create more people, and you know and we we basically become a society, and we work together to keep growing and we and our object in our mind is to always keep the human race alive. You know what I mean so mm-hmm. when, my whole point to this is you know a lot of people don't like to see their loved ones die, they don't like to see. They have loved ones in in prisons, and, and, well, he's a person. He's still a person. Where's your humanity? Humanity is just a term created by us. It's not real. You can be good and not harm your fellow man, but when those people hurt your fellow man and kill people and molest kids, which is to me is the most ultimate offense is killing or uh, raping kids, I feel like you're in a situation where, you got to make a choice as a society to either let those people go or kill them. That's just my take. It's got a little deep here. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's mine. Go ahead and go with your segment. And I'm all done.
3: All right. So, with uh, Sharple's rant of the week over and done with, it is time for Hem's Gems. Once I play it. <laughs> Wow, winning. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Charlie Sheen. Uh, For Hems Gems this week, uh, I have a couple things. Uh, First things first, it is uh, another Netflix series I've been watching. Uh, It was really popular. If you haven't seen it, it's not like this is some big surprise, but uh, Stranger Things I finally watched it. It was amazing. So highly recommend you check out Stranger Things if you haven't already. Uh, It's just an extremely well-done show. Uh, And it's just, uh, it's definitely something that I think uh, everybody can like. Like, it's just extremely effective set in like the 80s. Just really cool atmosphere. Really scary. Uh, Just, it's a good universe. Really cool uh, setting. And then the other thing was two, actually. Um, I picked up... I I know a lot of guys, people don't buy CDs and shit anymore, but um, there are some bands I want people to check out. So um, the first one is a band I saw at Rock on the Range last month. Uh, They are called Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. They I watched them play third stage and I was like, "Holy fuck, these guys are good." They've got this song called "I Hate You." It is like the ultimate "fuck you" song for like somebody that pisses you off. Like if you haven't heard it, check it out. Like it makes you laugh. Like it is, it's fucking good. And the, and these guys are like a good like rock slash punk style. They've got some really sick songs. And as a tribute. To uh, my, our dearly departed Chris Cornell. You um, guys should check out his last album he ever did, Higher Truth. Uh, I think one of the best songs he ever performed is on it. It's called Nearly Forgot My Broken Heart. So check that out as well. So, one love, Chris Cornell. All right, I'm done. Sharples? Yeah, hey, everybody. Uh, go ahead and
4: follow, like. Whatever you need to do with our page, You need to start sharing our page. We're growing this. We'll get some more callers in here. Uh, we're on iTunes, so subscribe to us on iTunes, and it'll show up on your on your podcast list every week. And uh, you know, let's get this get this show on the road. I thought we had a good show tonight.
3: Yeah, it was a really good show. A lot of callers, a lot of good discussion. Had some uh, good topics to go over, so yeah, did a great job. So yeah. As Sharples mentioned, like and follow. You didn't say what to like and follow. Uh, you can like <laughs> our Facebook page, the At Odds Podcast. We have a SoundCloud, um, which is also At Odds Podcast. I believe so is our YouTube channel. Uh, Twitter account we don't really use, but it is Podcast At Odds until that asshole with the name At Odds Podcast uh, <laughs> deletes his account. Yeah, we need to and, start uh, tweeting
4: more. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, well, uh, Yeah, we should. Right now, it basically just tweets whenever we have a YouTube video because they're connected. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so follow all of our stuff. We'll give you all the latest updates. Our Facebook page is the thing we're the most active on. We read every message and comment anybody makes. So make sure to check that out. And, of course, we give out all updates on the show on our Facebook page as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. And our outro music tonight is a special – recommendation from Brandon Sharples. So hope you guys enjoy it.